Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Mark Paul Slaughter, Roger Weiss, and Joe Marguccio. We are broadcasting live from Craig Anthony Field in North Tonawanda, home of NTAA Little League Football. Right on Stroud Avenue, just south of Erie and Niagara Falls Boulevard. If you want to stop on by, say hello. My son's game kicks off at 11 o'clock. That's why we are here. Figure, hey. You know, if we're going to have a conflict of interest, I might as well do the show on the road. This would be a lot of fun. We get to watch uh, the little guys are playing. The six- and seven-year-olds are going at it right now. The rattlesnakes from Niagara Falls against NTAA. Uh, good to be here at Craig Anthony Field. Exciting day. Anytime we were at a football game, it's neat. And so that's why we figured we'll broadcast live. It's beautiful setup here. We're right on the sidelines by the 30-yard line. And uh, we're right. Oh, man, I don't know if you guys can smell the hot dogs going already, but they do smell good. So good morning and welcome. All right, uh, guys ready to talk some high school sports? All right, let's get into news and notes. Marquel, kick us off. Okay, so a little bit of volleyball and soccer news for everybody. Um, East Aurora Boys Soccer, they have a game today at Depew. I believe they're playing right now at 10 a.m. Uh, they are our only state finalists from last year, and they're having a really good year. They always rebuild and reload, so I want to let you guys know about them. And also, um, just as every Saturday is for the first six weeks or so, we have volleyball tournaments. Eden girls are hosting one at the BNCC in West Seneca. That is going on right now. Um, the Lakeshore girls have an invite. North Collins girls also have a tournament. And in the boys' side, we have Kenmore West hosting the tournament as well as Sweet Home. They all started around 8, and they should be going on until around... Five o'clock this app this evening. Roger, last night uh, Iroquois and uh, put uh, our old buddy Milt Daryl Gustafel into the uh, uh, Hall of Fame. I saw some uh, photos that Harry Skull Jr. Uh, posted on uh, Twitter, and uh, Daryl's brother was there to uh, accept the uh, uh, the induction and the plaque and everything. Were you at the game? Did you see the? Uh, tell us what kind of like uh, what the atmosphere was like and uh, how the ceremony went. Well, first of all, they had the ceremony in the auditorium. I believe that's the middle school, is it not, Markel? Okay, uh, five inductees, of course, our dearly missed and departed friend, uh, Daryl Gustaville, a.k.a. Milt Lattimore. Uh, his uh, brother, Brian, accepted for him. Four other inductees, uh, Roxanne Beleka Slade, 
Dr. Tara Reimer, Shanishesky, Dr. Uh, Mendelara, and uh, a youngster, uh, Markel's age, believe it or not, already inducted into a wall of fame at the school, uh, Matt Mariocker. You know, you know, the wrestlers don't take long to get inducted to the Wall of Fame if you go to Iroquois. So, nice ceremony followed by the uh, game. And I know I might be getting a little ahead of myself, Anthony, but uh, the McKinley Max are for real. That game that they gave Bennett all they could handle a few weeks back, no fluke. They beat Iroquois. Iroquois may be in trouble now as far as getting to the playoffs. We're going to do that as part of our show today, uh, Roger. Are you buying and or are you selling and get into what teams you think? And that uh, that's a perfect example to see what McKinley is doing now. So we'll get into that. Uh, we're going to go through the scores and highlights from last night. We'll preview some of today's games. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about why we're here and uh, a little bit about youth football. If you think about it, guys, this is where it all starts. They start at this level, the six- and seven-year-olds. They come out here. Now the rules are a little bit different at this age group than they would be for uh, my age group, which uh, kicks off at 11 o'clock and then um, beyond, and then you have uh, to high school. But uh, for the most part, Little League Sports does uh, implore high school rules. But at this level, it's a little bit different. They don't keep score. There's no kickoff, no punting. Uh, if there's a fumble, they just bring it to the line of scrimmage. You're not going to see holding penalties. Uh, everything is designed for safety. And what has happened is you have USA football, heads up football, have teamed up to make the game safer. You know, things that we're doing at our level of keeping your head up to avoid contact, uh, only practicing three days a week and not hitting all the time. All of that to reducing the chances of concussion. And, again, everything is designed to make the game safer. And, and it's a lot of fun for the kids. They're having a blast out there. So support your youth football. This is where it starts. These are the guys that are going to get out to uh, – these are your future – where I'm looking right now, there's your future Lumberjacks, your future Wolverines. Uh, could be uh, – you know, someone could be going to Wheatfield. Who knows? But these are the guys that uh, we will be talking about in years to come as uh, hopefully we continue to do the program. Yeah, I like the idea as far as when you say not only practice three days a week, actually go out in the field. I think at least one other day during the week they might be, uh, what do you want to do, uh, talk, uh, chalk talks, whatever, have classroom things. There are so many, especially even when you get to the high school level, you know, you, you sit out in the audience, you say, what is that guy thinking or what was that coach thinking and all that? Maybe we have a little more classroom stuff instead of the physical activity. Number one, it'll get the rest of the bodies from the physical activity. And number two, you know, you're not overdoing, you're not trying to cram the mental aspect of the game in there while you're trying to do the physical as well. What we do is we uh, we do a lot of walkthrough stuff. If we're putting in a play, let's walk it through first so that they know uh, you go over assignments like that. So you're not doing. Yeah, the kids can get frustrated at times. They want they like to hit. They want the contact. But when you explain to them it's all about safety, then they uh, they kind of understand. But. Uh, so, yeah, we're trying to do everything at, at, with safety in mind, and the kids are having fun. That's the bottom line. 
the uh, coaches are all certified. Even the officials are certified, uh, which they did out of their own pocket so that they can uh, spot concussion-type symptoms. If they see something, they can order a kid off the field to get checked out. The other thing is we have trainers on the sidelines. Uh, Nessa, who is our parent league, uh, you know, there's Pendleton, you have uh, Williamsville, Buffalo Vets, Riverside, uh, us, you have Wilson, Louport, Lockport, uh, Clarence, Cheektowaga, and so on. So all these, there's like 16 leagues that form, uh, that are part of Nessa, and everything, again, is designed towards safety. All right, let's get into the scores and highlights from last night's action around Western New York. Uh, definitely a, a busy night. And we'll You had uh, Gowanda, 32, Allegheny Limestone, 12, Southwestern, 63, Salamanca, 6, Lancaster beating Williamsville North, 42 to 14, huge crowd at Foyle Kling Field. McKinley beating Iroquois 20 to 15, as Roger alluded to earlier. Uh, West Seneca East taking care of Hamburg. 14-13 in a close game. Jacob Maureen had 102 yards rushing and a touchdown. West Seneca West 16, Riverside 12. Orchard Park 54, Frontier nothing. Nate, I should have warned you to close your ears on that one. Sorry, buddy. Hutch Tech beating Jamestown 20-12. Dwayne Robertson for Hutch Tech had 11 catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. I'm sure Joe Marguccio is going to find a weekly award for Dwayne Robertson. Grand Island 38, North Tonawanda 35, Williamsville South 56, Sweet Home 6. Josh Foster was 9 of 11 for 173 yards. Alden 44, Barker Royhart 24, Brian Chabalski was 8 of 12 for 207 yards. Depew beating Albion 14 to 8. Maryville over Tonawanda 42-6. You had Olean beating Springville 26-16. East Aurora slash Holland 26. Fredonia Westfield Brockton 6. Dunkirk beating Pioneer 33-6. You had Gowanda Pine Valley 32. Allegheny Limestone 12. Franklinville Ellicottville 37. Randolph 36. Maple Grove 42 beating Cattaraugus Little Valley nothing. Uh, Silver Creek slash Forestville 46, Frewsburg 40, Starpoint beating Lockport 48 to 28, Starpoint 379 yards rushing, six touchdowns on the ground. It was Lackawanna 42, JFK 12. Get this, Lackawanna 403 yards rushing. They forced six turnovers. Lakeshore 22, Amherst 14, Lawrence Jacobs ran for 214 yards and two touchdowns. Medina beating University Prep of Section 5, 44 to 30. So there are your games from last night. I don't know if any of the Conley Cup committee uh, were at the uh, Evil Frank, or as I call them. <laughs> Uh, Franklinville, Ellicottville game, but uh, you might want to consider uh, Brock Blecka as one of your nominees this week. He is by far my player uh, of the week. Th uh, final score, 37 to 36. They take a uh, quick 16 to nothing uh, lead. Uh, Ran uh, Randolph comes back, ties the game. Then uh, uh, on the ensuing kickoff, they take it to the house, 99 yards. 
That was the only scoring play that Brock Blecka was not involved in. I'm talking touchdowns and extra points. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't at that game as much as I'm glad I was at the McKinley-Iroquois game. I would love to see the films of that game last night, Randolph and uh, Evil Frank. Nate Gary, get your uh, headphones on. You were at the Lancaster game last night. You and Howard Simon broadcasted on Time Warner Cable. I want to get your uh, your thoughts on the game, what you saw out there. Who were you impressed with? Well, Tony, you know, that was my first time watching Lancaster live. You know, we, I think we've all kind of talked about them early and often this season. As much as I, I want to talk about their defense, because I think their defense doesn't get a lot of love. They're, they're a unit that I think could potentially you know, be one of the better units in Western New York. But obviously, everyone's talking about the offense they've got going on. Ryan Mansell, their quarterback. I mean, for the size of the kid, he, he's not that big. He's only about 5'9", about 160, 170 pounds. One of the best deep balls I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, he hit... I think it's Max Giordano. I think he hit Giordano like three or four times. Just deep, beautiful basket catches. Uh, He could have had a more if LG Castillo had a couple of tough drops yesterday. But, you know, that team I think is for real. Obviously, the matchup everyone's going to be watching is next week when they face off at Orchard Park on Saturday. Uh, that's going to be the real the the matchup of Section Six, I think, for the for the season. It could it's going to have some serious playoff seating implications. Uh, but obviously, uh, you know, Zach Samborski is maybe one of the best running backs in Western New York. Uh, the the kid, if if he hadn't cramped up, he probably would have had two three hundred yards in that game. Uh, on the other side, Williamsville wow. North's not a bad team either. Um, unfortunately, their uh, their best player and quarterback, uh, Jason Wong, got her also cramped up so there was an issue with cramping yesterday um yeah Jason Wong really impressed he unfortunately didn't play the entire second half uh for Will North or else it might have been closer uh but two good teams I think Lancaster is going to put up I I personally think Lancaster has the tools to beat Orchard Park they can't have 12 penalties like they did yesterday Uh, Orchard Park will make them pay if that's the case Oh, absolutely. Anybody, you can't give up 12 uh, penalties against anybody. Defense was the question mark going into the season. They had a lot of problems with it last year. Coaching change, Eric Rupp takes over, uh, brought in a new system, new way of doing things, and it's obviously paying off. So I'm going to ask uh, everybody, obviously you th- you're, you're buying into what Lancaster is doing. Me, Tony? Oh, I'm buying. Yes, yeah. Oh, I'm buying okay. for sure. And like you said, I, I think it was maybe Sean Brusso on the Inside High School Sports Facebook page. Early in the season, he said, watch out for Lancaster's defense. They're better than they were the past three years. And I think we all kind of just, okay, Sean, you know, whatever. But Sean, you know, he's always right, it seems like. So uh, he, <laughs> he was certainly right about that Lancaster defense. They were impressive. All right, Nate, thank you very much. Uh, you guys buying or selling uh, Lancaster, Joe? Uh, buying. Buying. I'm looking forward. You know, we can pass judgment next Saturday. That's the big one. Lancaster at Orchard Park, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's homecoming for Orchard Park. Lancaster is probably licking their chops. Can't wait. I think they wanted Orchard Park yesterday. What do you think, Marquelle? You buying or selling? Definitely buying Lancaster. I love the mix of good coaching, um, brute strength, athleticism, speed. They got it all. Plus, last time I seen them, they scored on offense, defense, and special teams. They did a complete deal. All right, you mentioned uh, McKinley and Iroquois. Uh, McKinley played a close game against Bennett. Uh, you're buying or selling, putting them like McKinley's on the up upswing now? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Class A, especially after last night. And I think we could officially, after about 4 o'clock this afternoon, after the end of the South Park Bennett game, 
really evaluate Class A on both the North and the South. I mean, sweet, uh, Grand Island uh, come back to beat North Tonawanda last night. I still can't. Wow, that Class A is going to be very interesting no matter which of the uh, eight teams end up there. But McKinley, I am definitely buying. Uh, Iroquois in trouble. Joe? Yeah, McKinley's got some big boys, and yeah, Iroquois is pretty much one-dimensional. We all know that. So, yeah, I like McKinley. All right, guys, we're coming up on a break, and I do have a uh, I have a special group right behind me. Of course, we can't see this. We're on radio, but uh, my Diamondbacks team is right behind me. Guys, we all got something to say before we go to the break here? Thank you, guys. They were supposed to say you're listening to Inside High School Sports with Coach Tony, but that was good enough. You guys can go on uh, online on later on and hear yourselves. Are you guys going to win today? Yeah! Are you guys happy and excited? Yeah! Are you guys excited being on the radio? Yeah! All right, guys, go get them. We'll see you at 11 o'clock for a kickoff. Thanks a lot, guys. Kickoff at 11 o'clock here at uh, Craig Anthony Field. We are home at the home of Niagara at the North Tonawanda Athletic Association Little League, and thanks to them for all of their hospitality here. We're about uh, oh, a few minutes away from uh, from kickoff. The first game is at the half. They're going to get ready to get going for the second half. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Oh, I'm loving the bumper music, Nate. I'm loving it. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kellagiri, along with Marquel Slaughter, Roger Weiss, and Joe Marguccio. Our buddy Mike Ferentino's here. He stopped by. He's roaming the sidelines, checking things out. We're broadcasting live from Craig Anthony Field, home of North Tonawanda Athletic Association. We're here for Little League football. The Diamondbacks, my son's team, starts at 11 o'clock. So when the show ends, I'm going to button everything up here and head over to the sidelines and uh, try to do some coaching. We'll see how this goes. But uh, beautiful morning here in North Tonawanda. We're talking about are you buying or selling what these teams are doing? Uh, do the scores indicate are they for real? A lot of talk about Maryvale so far. You guys are buying or selling Maryvale? Definitely buying them, man. Last year they were 0-3 at this point of the year. Three, No, now they're 0-3 they're start out the season. Now they're 4-0. Big win last night. They got... Some young guys over there, um, Desiderio's a freshman, one of the only freshmen ever played for Coach Booch. Um, Austin Reemsnyder, senior now, was one of the few freshmen a couple years ago. Um, Dylan, Casey, a couple, they got a lot of guys over there, well-coached team. Um, big game next week versus Burgard, especially depending on what Burgard does today. Joe, you buying or selling Maryville? I'm going to hold off. They still got Burgard. Ed Sheikdawag, I'm going to wait on that one. I said last week I thought uh, Jeff Buccieri may be one of the top three coaches in Western New York. I like Maryvale. Uh, yeah, Tony just gave a high five. We want to welcome Bob Carnavale here. Always a regular calling and a great contributor to Western New York high school sports. Bob, always a pleasure. Yeah, I like Maryvale a lot. Uh, interesting. I think next week is the big game, Markel? Next week is the Chictawaga. Or no, Burgard. Burgard we get a read on Burgard in the next two weeks. Let's see. Uh, you buying or selling what um, 
Medina. Medina rolling up the points. Seems like they're shoring up their defense uh, more than they did in the last couple of years. Of course, we know that they have that they have fast-paced attack. They can't put up points, but they're doing it with regularity now. Yeah, I haven't seen them yet, but they from the scoreboards, they're looking good. I was able to put them up to seven on my poll, and I know on um, the Inside High School Sports poll, they're all the way up to four. Um, I think they were nine or ten to start the year out, but they're impressing people week by week. Medina, I'm buying in. Uh, I've seen them roll Lackawanna. Uh, their best running back, Cottrell, got hurt in that game. Hasn't done much the last two, but they keep winning. Well, if you look at a gauge, okay, uh, you said they rolled Lackawanna. Lackawanna rolls JFK. JFK was in our top ten, if I'm not mistaken. You guys are preaching to the choir as far as why exactly. Now you understand why I don't participate in the polls until the end of week four. You'll get my input starting this week. But, yeah, Medina, they look for real. Uh, Again, they'll be a, they'll, they'll probably be the top seed in their East, which means they'll be a host at least a quarterfinal game. And the way they're running up points and having point differential, they may be able to host a semifinal, assuming they win the quarterfinal. Another game to talk about: Olean beating Springville. Springville uh, was what number two on our our poll, if I'm not mistaken. Tied at number two with. Maple Grove. Yeah. Okay, so now they lose to a good Olean team, 26 to 16. You buying or selling Springville? I still have to buy on them, but Ian Baker's been hurt the last couple of weeks. He sat out yesterday, I believe, a half. So that's a big loss if he's going to be continue to sit the rest of the year. Joe, you just stole my thunder. I mean, Ian Baker is to Springville what uh, Staniszewski was to Iroquo, uh, excuse me, East Aurora a year ago. While Staniszewski was in there, they were in a uh, contender. When he did a number on his ankle, and you know how sprained ankles are, they're probably worse than break. A break, you said it, it heals all done. Sprains last for years. Uh, tell me about it. Our running back uh, sprained his ankle at practice Thursday, uh, and I did not see him here today, so... <laughs> <laughs> has me nervous, Coach. Uh, on the other side, Olean, are you guys buying or selling them? Obviously, they're getting things done. Olean, I don't really know them too much. But I, if you could beat a good Springville team. and I, Did they get into our poll last week? They did. Oh, they did not. No, they just made it at 10. Just made it. You hit it right on the nose. If they knock off Springville, they're the real deal. Uh, the South now. East Aurora, they're really up against it now. They needed all the help. Uh, I think they needed Springville to beat Olean, and they would have had to beat Olean if they were going to, in fact, be a contender in the playoffs. Now they're at the mercy of whatever third-place team, at best, whatever third-place team backs into those Class B 7th and 8th seeds. Back when we were doing the previews with Dick Gallagher, I had said, watch out for Hutch Tech. Uh, they won passing leagues over the summer. So no, that's not uh, you know a, a, a good gauge. There's not in pads. But obviously, Hutch Tech has some playmakers, and they're able to uh, go in and beat Jamestown 20-12. to 12. Now, is that more of a statement that Jamestown is that is down, or is this more of a statement that Hutch Tech is on the rise? I say it's more of a statement Hutch Tech is on the rise. Uh, boy, like I was just telling uh, Markell uh, during the break, uh, do you realize that on week five when Frontier goes down to Jamestown, that is probably for fourth place and the final playoff spot in Class AA South. 
uh, yeah, Hodgetech is fine. In fact, they're the they look like they might finish in third place now. They would be the road team to play the second place finisher in the Class AA North in uh, uh, quarterfinals. And I would not want to play uh, Hutch Tech if I was. It looks like the loser of the uh, what Clarence Niagara Falls game may end up as the second seed in the North. I don't know if they'd want to play Hutch Tech. Joe? Hutch Tech, yeah, they got a solid program this year. And uh, they've been building it. And. Uh, I'm with him, buying. You forecasted it months ago, didn't you, Tony? But um, it, it is definitely something special when you have a, a alumnus like Nick Tadao over there coaching in his first year. That's always that that always works into the chemistry of things, and it, they're looking good. They're they're on the up and ups. So I like it. Plus, my mom's a grad. I had to shout that out. <laughs> Go engineers! <laughs> All right, uh, Dunkirk. You guys buying or selling Dunkirk? I'm definitely buying Dunkirk, and uh, by the way, ditto what he said about Nick Tadaro. I meant to mention that that is a huge addition for Hutch Tech. Yeah, Dunkirk, uh, that's another team. Again, Class B South, you can only get three, two teams, maybe three. Uh, every game is important. Now, you lose one, you're uh, behind the eight ball. Joe, you have any thoughts on Dunkirk? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're 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 solid team, but, you know, you got Ole and Springville in there too. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight to the finish, basically. One team between those four, those three, and East Aurora is definitely out of the playoffs. Maybe two of them. Wow, solid Dunkirk, a solid team. They've been on the bubble of our in our polls um, for a while now, but they they just the top of the small schools is very strong, and that's where they have the prob- trouble with. First week, I think, was against Cheektowaga, and um, we all know how is doing. They haven't lost in uh, quite a while to a Western New York team. And today they're facing Burgard, and Burgard's going to be without Don Prince, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I haven't gotten, haven't had an update since last week, but to my knowledge, once you're kicked out of a game, you cannot play the next week. So to my knowledge, he's not playing. Um, but Burgard's biggest test is Cheektowaga, they're probably – they're, they're, they're the team to beat. Burgard wants to be 100% for the Maryvale game. That, um, that'll be the game they want to um, focus on um, the most. That's the team they'll probably be fighting seeds with. Raj, is, it, uh, is there anything into uh, what's more important for Burgard, beating Cheektowaga or beating Maryvale? Is there such a thing at this point? Well, no. Is there beating one as opposed to beating the other? They have to beat one. If they're another third-place team, they could be on the outside looking in. Again, and I know you people are probably sick of me saying this, but that trying to figure out the seventh and eighth seeds in uh, Class B is a headache. I don't know how they do it. But if you're, yeah, again, with with Daryl, it was a headache. Without Milt, not my problem. You're exactly. I'll read about it on uh, Monday following week seven. I got a buy or sell. Class D. I mean, it, it's... I'm sure Roger's going to agree with me. Top to bottom, it's really a good class, and people just don't realize it. I mean, you go down there to a game, and it's actually like Randolph yesterday. I mean, I, the, Randolph's always in a close game. They lost the last second, wide left there, soccer, 47-yarder. It was wide left. It could have been good enough. Yeah, and then what did they win the previous week at the last yeah, second? In overtime. 
I mean, you got you got possible Connerly Cup down, down there, Billy Siders at Silver Creek, Trevor Mitzak, Brad Benson at Maple Grove, and Brock Blecka. Brock Blecka. <laughs> There's four guys, but I don't think they go down there and look at these guys. Is it the fact that they uh, only have, what, eight men on the field and they only play on a field that's from, what, 60 yards wide because it's Class D? Is that how that works, Anthony? No, see, I, I'm facetious. You better believe I'm facetious. They still put 11 men on the field. They play 12-minute quarters. It's good football. It doesn't, you know, this mindset that the best team in Class D isn't as good as the worst team in Class C and so on right up the line, that's atrocious. It's downright stupidity. I think uh, Maple Grove could be Class C. And I, you know how Niagara Falls did that one year where they opted out in basketball and played a national schedule? Yeah. I would love to see Maple Grove do that with their 200, the class of 200, and go around and play other teams like in Pennsylvania. Maple Grove, I mean, <laughs> you can't get more solid of a team than that uh, or a system. I think they proved that by uh, hanging with Bennett and beating them last year at the Ralph. Oh, excuse me, at the hat. <laughs> yeah, at the lid, at the hat, whatever you want to call it. Um, all right, let's get into talking about some of the games that are going to go on today before uh, we go to the break and looking at uh, some of the matchups. And I wanted to bring uh, Bob Carnavelli, since you're here, come on over and, uh, and, and kind of give us a preview of today's uh, St. francis Canisius game. Well, I've had quite a... Uh, disputed in my mind as to which game to go to, Bennett and South Park or St. Francis Canisius, because both games are going to pretty much determine uh, who's finishing first in their respective uh, leagues, or at least uh, a good uh, indicator of who's going to finish first. Uh, you've got you got to think that there's some added motivation here for Canisius. Oh, yes, but... You know, St. Francis has a very good team. Uh, their quarterback their quarterback is maybe one of the finest to play in Western New York in years. And, yeah, could very well within the next two weeks break the all-time record for passing yardage, uh, Joe Licata's. He's only 500 yards behind him, and this kid throws for 300 every week. <laughs> That's just during warm-ups. Yeah, so uh, Jerry Hickson. Uh, Canisius, yes, they have some motivation because they were hammered in the championship game last year. Uh, after putting up 60 points in the first regular season game with Franny's, then they only they were held to six in the championship game. So I'm sure they have the motivation. So I I expect a, a great game uh, uh, out at Dembski Stadium. And uh, uh, but again, that South Park Bennett game, uh, you know, is going to be a dandy. We think about it, there's three monster games today. You have Burgard, Chitawaga, South Park, Bennett, and uh, and Canisius, uh, St. Francis. Uh, also Niagara Falls and Clarence. So we're going to get in talking about some of those games in uh, in the last segment. Uh, we're going to take a break in a little bit, but before we do, Bob, uh, health wise, is Canisius healthy coming into this game? I believe they are. Uh, I didn't see any big injuries uh, in the past. Uh, again, um, St. Francis is pretty healthy too coming off a very uh, close loss to uh, Walsh Jesuit in uh, Ohio last Friday night so uh, I think both teams are pr are pretty uh, are healthy you know there's a couple maybe kids that have uh, the bumps and bruises but nobody that's like out for uh, a significant amount of time it's going to be a great game uh 
as always, always is. You guys, any thoughts on uh, Canisius and St. Francis today? I'm going to game. That should be a good one. Uh, I definitely like St. Francis and all that. They're uh, relatively under the radar. We didn't get to see them against CBA. I'm so sorry that that game got lightninged out and all that. That would have been a great game to see. But, uh, you know, they're the defending champions out there, and I don't understand why in the polls Canisius is still catapulted to the top and why St. Francis has dropped. That totally puzzles me. We're going to get into the poll talk in the uh, at the other side of the break. We'll also talk more about the games. All right, Bob. I, I think one of the issues that, that sometimes the pollsters uh, lose, for example, Timon uh, going on the road uh, for three straight games uh, in Texas, Georgia, and Ohio and losing all three, uh, they have a very good team. But... They're 0 and 3. Exactly. St. Francis, go, you know, uh, has lost a, a, a game or two, and it's affected them in the polls. But they have a very good team. So I think once the teams start playing each other, uh, you're going to see the polls change as as some of the teams with a lesser may. Every week there's going to be movement uh, in large or small school. You know, there's going to be upsets every week, as we saw yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, Grand Island, North Tonawanda, to use an example. So you're going to have movement uh, no matter what. So we'll see how it plays out, you know, tomorrow morning when I get up and, and I go through the paper and, you know, look at the scores and the stands, try and figure out, you know, who goes where and, uh, and submit my poll. So we'll see. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, one last segment, we'll take a look at some more of this some more of today's games we'll also go over the large and small school polls on our facebook page just do a search inside high school sports if you're not a member already we'll add you get you in on the discussion each and every week and you're listening to inside high school sports we'll be back after this we're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports as we watch a long touchdown run for North Tonawanda. Look at him go into the end zone. Started out all going to his left, all the way to the sideline, then cut it back. Went, went completely the other way. Amazing run there. Do they teach him how to do the Yankee shuffle at this age or no? They don't even know who he is. <laughs> I don't care if they know who he is. Do they just teach him how to do it? No, you can't celebrate in the end zone like that. But I, I should teach my guys how to do the Icky shuffle. Of course, he was at UNLV when I was there. You don't remember Icky Wood? I'm too young for him, but I know what the icky shuffle is. Come on. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Marquel, our large and small school uh, top poll, as we were talking, going into the break, you could uh, you catch it every week on the uh, Inside High School Sports Facebook page. Uh, go there, and you'll see it. We try to get it posted by Tuesday. All depends when, uh, when Joe can get it done. But give us the countdown there, buddy. All right, so we have about 15 posters every week. Roger's going to join us this week large. We have Canisius at number one. They got 12 points for that. Lancaster got one at two. Then following Lancaster at three is Orchard Park, Williamsville North, St. Francis Bennett, Star Point, St. Joe's, North Tonawanda. Timing at 10. Honorable mentions goes to Niagara Falls, Clarence, South Park, and Iroquois. Then in the small schools, Cheektowaga also got 12 votes for the top spot. Um, number two, we actually have a tie between Maple Grove and Springville. Um, nice to see a D school that high at number two. 
Um, four, we have Medina, then Maryvale, Burgard. Cleve Hill's a little low at seven. I got my jersey on from 10 years ago. Shouts out to the class 06, Cleve Hill seven. Arden at eight, JFK nine. Ole in 10, honorable mention. East Aurora Highland, Dunkirk, Silver Creek, and Franklinville, Ellicottville. I tell you what, though, today if uh, Niagara Falls defeats Clarence, and that's an if, if, just saying if, they're going to probably catapult big time on, on that list. If not, then no. He read that list awful quick, but I believe there was two losses, in, uh, large and two in uh, small. Off the top of my, let me see. Iroquois was an honorable mention. They lost. North Tonawanda, number nine, lost. JFK lost too, right? Yes, and JFK lost. Yeah, yeah small schools, JFK lost, and who's the other one? Alden, right? Alden took, oh, Alden won. Ooh, but it's. Yeah, Alden beat uh, Barker Royhart 44-24. Oh, okay, got it, got it. But, yeah, it's it's going to switch around every week, especially big win by, um, it's going to be surprising to see it when, oh, yeah, Springville's the other small school that lost. Lost to, um, Olean. Olean's at 10. See how far they jump up this week. Um, they could jump up quite a few spots with that one. All right, today's games that are going on, and we'll obviously see how they're going to impact the polls. St. Mary's of Lancaster is at Tymon. So this is Tymon's first Western New York game uh, after uh, the three uh, road losses traveling the country. Uh, as we alluded to earlier, St. Francis at Canisius at 1 o'clock. Niagara Wheatfield is at Kenmore West. Uh, Kenmore West looking to bounce back after a loss to Niagara Falls. Uh, Clarence, Niagara Falls at noon, and this may be homecoming game for Niagara Falls, if I'm not mistaken, uh, trying to remember offhand from the school calendar. So they're going to be, they're going to have the excitement and, of the atmosphere and everything playing into that game. Then you have Clarence with uh, outstanding defense. Uh, Joe, how do you forecast this game? Um, Ken West, they've been injured the last couple of weeks. No, I'm talking about <laughs> Niagara Falls and Clarence. Oh, okay. All I know, all I know is if uh, Niagara Falls wins the game, we're going to take some heat on our Facebook page. No, you're <laughs> going to take some heat on the Facebook page. Joey the Greek's predictions. Anthony, I was just going to say, what's this we stuff you're talking no, no, about? No, 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 come here. Give me the mic back. No, I'm, ta I'm telling you, people just say we don't give them no respect. Not my oh, it's one guy that says that we don't give him respect because he's a homer. That's That has nothing to do with it. I usually get a chuckle out of it. Uh, South Park at Bennett, uh, huge game. How do you guys see this one come, uh, uh, turning out? Yeah, I think if both teams bring their A game, one of my favorite expressions, I think Bennett wins. If Bennett slips up, though, uh, Delaney's crew will be ready. Yeah, I think I look at overtime. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say overtime. He's trying to recoup and cover himself in case there's any more upsets because the Greek Joey the Greek wasn't looking so hot in the picks last night. Yeah, South Park's been looking pretty good since that opening week loss. So this is, I think somebody said on our Facebook page a while ago that South Park and Bennett are the best Section 6 schools we have in um, in Western New York. Um so this would be a nice matchup. Whoever said that, I know they'll be looking at the um, score from that. 
I honestly cannot gauge the Cheektowaga Burgard game. If I look at it uh, just on paper, thinking, well, Cheektowaga probably has too many athletes, too many uh, big play uh, players, uh, big play capability, and enough defense to be able to shut somebody down. Uh, you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, but with their player out this week, I, I don't see it. I think Cheektowaga is going to beat them. I always say Burgard, I've said it for years, probably since Jason Cope took over that program. The key to Burgard is how good their pass defense is. We know their run defense is going to be there. If Chicktawaga relies on the run, Burgard's going to be in it. However, with Bartnick and opening up with passing, that could be what hurts Burgard. How multidimensional is Chicktawaga this year? With Bartnick uh, back the uh, they're not a one-dimensional team by any stretch of the imagination, and Coach Fada will take whatever the defense gives them. That's what I like about Chicktawaga. Hey, uh, if you don't believe in Chicktawaga by now, you never will. Yeah, I know. I, I talked a lot about Chicktawaga's defense last year being a bend-don't-break. Um, this would be their um, a really big test this week since playing Dunkirk the first week. But this is a multi-dimensional team. Uh, we mentioned Bart Nicolak. They got a lot of runners. But Stephen Parker, we can't forget his junior year, broke the Western New York record for receptions. Nobody in Western New York caught as many passes as he has in one season. And since I've been covering Cheek Dewaga since 2012, Burgard hasn't beaten him. A lot of really good games, but the last five years, Burgard has not beaten him. Cheek Dewaga is a team to beat in the small schools, man, still. It's actually turning out to be a nice little rivalry between Burgard and uh, Cheek Dewaga, a game that everybody looks forward to. All right, that's going to about do it for us here at uh, Craig Anthony Field. I want to thank the folks at Northtown. I'm Northtown. I say Northtown. Northtown Awanda Athletic Association for their hospitalities as we watch Niagara Falls go for a long touchdown run and he'll go all the way and put that one into the end zone. My game is coming up next. I'm going to coach my son's team, the Diamondbacks. They're huddled up in the end zone. There's about, nope, that's it. That's the game for the uh, little guy. So I'm going to tear down here and go over there and coach and have some fun on the sidelines and a little bit later on, enjoy the day. Uh, thank you for listening. Roger, Joe, Marquel, thank you guys. Mike Ferentino, Bob Carnavelli, thank you guys for showing up. Uh, Nate Geary, thank you for all you've done uh, at behind the scenes back at Entercom. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.